Welcome, everybody, to Reinventing the Wheel, a Wheeler brand podcast of the Wheeler brand. Uh, really leaning on that brand this week, huh? It's all I got. You know, it's a natural impulse with Twitter falling apart to to kind of keep your brand glued together. So uh, I understand. I guess I guess we can start start with that. <laughs> uh, God, where do we start? Uh, and an idiot bought Twitter. Um, yeah, and, and ruined it immediately. Well, well, it was already pretty ruined. That's true, but. If you put a dumpster behind a paywall, um, all you're doing is keeping people from throwing trash in it, and then you've still got a dumpster. Yeah. Actually, that's this is what most restaurants do. They put the dumpsters behind the paywall. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, yeah, but Elon Musk bought um, bought Twitter. <laughs> I've heard so many takes on this dude. I even have my own, but uh he's dumb. Yeah, he he thinks he's the only boy who was ever born. Um and he wants to post so bad and he does not do it well. He he should buy Reddit. He didn't do it more. He should have bought Reddit. Like, well, okay, here's my take on that. Uh Reddit is kind of like the new Google. Um because yeah, if you have, yeah. yeah, if you need a real answer on something, you just look for boys arguing about it, and uh, one of them will be right. Yeah, like if you think about something that's like long deleted, there's still there's probably someone that posted an archived link to it on Reddit at one point. Yeah, um, it, it's weird. It's you know. It, it, I kind of hate Reddit arbitrarily. I think it comes from like spending my teenage years on like the 4chans and whatnot, but I, I, I log in occasionally and I'm like, huh, uh, what they talking about over in like our, I don't know, woodworking, and it's always the coolest thing you've ever seen, and half the comments are like, you didn't have to be such a tryhard about it. <laughs> yeah, it's very much being dismissive and rude, and also people and stuff and just posting about it. If you do something more fun than someone else's life, it will make them mad. And you can see that on Reddit. Yeah. Reddit is really is like the <laughs> real like current key peak uh internet melting pot right now. Yeah. Which um, is unfortunate. Yeah. Um oh my god. I hate thinking of it that way. I re- it doesn't deserve that. Um it's not it's not a big compliment. It is a compliment, sort of, but it's not a big one. Uh poor I almost said poor Elon Musk, but no. Literally never. Not literally, not figuratively. I but wish I, he was poor. Well he's probably I, gonna be poor after paying for Tumblr uh Twitter. I keep getting that Oh, he's gonna have to uh he's gonna have to get on GoFundMe with Alex Jones, uh first trillion dollar lawsuit settlement. Yeah, but uh, yeah, like uh, he's then planned to make verified eight dollars uh, to make then talks of just paywalling the entire site. 
And we then, should. Uh, I'm sorry. We need to hone in on that eight figure because that eight figure only exists because of Stephen <laughs> King, and it's kind of pathetic. <laughs> yeah. He he wanted to do twenty dollars per user per month for their blue check, and Stephen King's like, "You should be paying me." And Elon's like, "How about eight dollars?" It's like you fucking. Are, are you? Are you like the kid in the lunch line in like sixth grade who's like, "I'll give you a quarter for your milk." Like, just steal one. Like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he and uh, then uh, something recent that's popped up is uh, the dis- distinguishment between paid verified and then actual verified. Ooh, how's that gonna work? There's a little check mark that says official or not or not official under the un- in your profile. That is that real or is that planned? That's the thing. That's by a Twitter person that posted that. That that's stupid. The whole point of the check mark was that it was verification. Like now you're just buying a stamp. Yeah, here's what? a tweet by a a <laughs> actual Twitter person. Uh-huh. Let's see. Esther Crawford. Who are you? The official that's stupid. It's so bad. It's like a, an extra check mark. It's literally two check marks. Like do we even need to, uh Dr. Seuss did a book about this. It's them it's them fucking chickens with the stars on them. Oh, You've seen yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. I I Okay, and now now we can talk about the parodies. Oh god. The funniest Comedy people on the internet parody. are just gone. Comedy is legal now. Is it, Wheeler? <laughs> it was for uh, a few days, apparently. I, him, him saying comedy is legal now, and then a million fourteen-year-olds rose up and said the N-word, and then he started banning people who make fun of him. Like that's that's pretty clear what he means by comedy and what he means by legal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then the impersonation, uh, all the Elon Musk parody, not real accounts have been very funny. Yeah, um, I saw one today that was an Elcor from Mass Effect. Are you familiar with these? Uh, no. <laughs> they're, they're big dudes who like walk around with kind of a gorilla stance and they uh, state their emotions before speaking because they only have one vocal tone. Ah. Uh... <laughs> So, um, where was I? I retweeted it so I can fire up my Twitter. It's like a, mockingly, I send other car into space. I do not pay <laughs> other taxes. Like, <laughs> oh, it's Italian in there too. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, these, Twitter is unusable, and I, I, don't know how I still have an account. It's not like I've been roasting Elon left and right, but like if he looked over my account, he'd start crying and throwing up. Oh, apparently he started like making people unblock him. Also, what? Like people that have him blocked have him unblocked now. I need to reblock him. Let's see. Uh, block, block. There we go. <laughs> were you? Were, did you block him before? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I joined one of those like universal block lists to like make the process fast and block like a hundred people or something, and he was definitely on there. Oh, okay. <sighs> uh, 
what else about this? Oh yeah, he uh, the lines of code thing is the funniest part of him laying off people. Apparently, the the printed code. Yes. Yeah. Um, like the more lines of code you do, the more the more important you are. Apparently, that's just that's not even volume of work necessarily. Like I. <laughs> I don't know the first thing about coding. I know, like, a little HTML, which I use for my fucking NeoCities site. Um, I, my god. Um, the idea that whoever codes a lot is coding the best. Um, uh, not code a lot. Code the most lines. Yeah. Um, that's, that's different than coding a lot. That is true. Uh, you can code a lot of lines and have none of them work. Um, What's that Yandere Dev tweet? Oh no, not Yandere Dev. Is this him uh, coding a lot of lines of of like nothing, but like individually? It, it, it's Elon Musk sees the gif of the hacker man going into Best Buy and just mashing on all the computers, and he's like, "That's who I need. That's what I want. That's the future." Yeah, here's some images of his coding. For a reference. Let's see if I can parse any of this. This seems... Redundant. Yeah. Is he afraid, like, if any of these go into a... Like, if they don't come back normal, the game's just gonna blow up? Like... I'm... Yeah, probably. (laughs) It's not... It's not good. No, it's... I don't know anything about code, and I can still tell there are problems. (sighs) But yeah, this is this is who Elon is making sure not to fire. I, God, all the people in the world who have a lot of money and are very stupid seem to be getting sued lately, and um, I hope it continues. I think Elon needs, um, he's definitely in violation of some California law, because they have extra laws about everything, including firing. Um, so hopefully the entire state of California can maybe hold him accountable. Yeah. Uh, there's also a lot of people kind of talking about talking up moving sites, which I it's fine to have a presence on other sites. It's fun to have different. Make sure you have spread out profiles, but also, eh. I'll tell you the truth. I get a cheap hit of dopamine off of making a new profile somewhere. It's fun to do. Um. And I, it's kind of a bummer when you can just plug in your Google account. It's like, no, actually, I, I'd i like if the, inter- the internet was more than three websites, so I'm yeah. going to make my own account. Uh, I got followed by the if-you-want-an-ass-kicking guy on co-host. You know, come to this place in five minutes if you want an ass-kicking. Yeah, yeah. He just posted... um. He just posted a fake magazine cover, uh, kind of in the style of um, National Enquirer about Thickfoot being real. Um, Thickfoot? Thickfoot. It it appears to be Bigfoot with a big ass. Is this Bigfoot? (laughs) Apparently this one's thicker. But uh, that's the kind of content you can get on Co-Host, where I am currently 8,000 and something in the queue to log in. Or not log in, but be able to post. Oh, I can post. I got I got in early. I just never used it. <laughs> it's it's neat. I like it a lot. I want to post, uh, but I'm not allowed yet. Um, 
there the alternatives out there are getting more fun because I feel like the people who run them know what we want. Um, I have a Pillow Fort account that I don't use. I paid five bucks. <clears throat> what for? Couldn't, couldn't, uh, couldn't be me. Couldn't be me. <laughs> I was curious and I wanted to leave Tumblr at the time. There's no reason. I mean, people do be posting over there, but I don't. I don't see it because I'm not. I don't have that tab open ever. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that I think like some of these sites don't really have down pat is really making a feed, a clear feed that really works. Because that's kind of like an already perfected thing that you don't want to just duplicate. I. Mm, what's the ideal feed for you? Huh. Like, huh. That's a good question. Like, obviously, like, the standard of, like, uh, stuff on one side, stuff on another side, in the middle is all the content you want to actually see. Okay, so structural. Um, yeah. I, I don't... <clears throat> this is just kind of me being old, but I don't want a math problem to guess what I want to see. I chose what I wanted to see when I logged in. Yeah. Like, that's my whole thing. Like, I... I, I followed the people I follow because I want to see what they posted in the order they posted it. And any any website that's trying to feed it to me in a different way, um, I, I do not care. And I do not want it. I don't hate it as an option, but that as like a default on any site is also it's not good. You should have... Okay, th- this is probably like... If there's going to be an algorithm active... You should have, like, two tabs at the top of your dash, and you can be, like, chronological. And also, don't show me anything I've already seen. Show me what you'd think I'd like from people I'm not following. Like, make it a discovery feed. Uh, uh, Tumblr sort of has that. Exactly. For you tab now. I actually kind of like the for you tab. I never follow anyone out of it because I'm stubborn, but if I was going to follow anyone, it would be out of that tab. Yeah. Uh... Because I'm I'm very much like a I'm just gonna follow my mutuals and be old about it. Um, but uh, I like the idea that if you're going to have multiple dashes, one of them has nothing you've seen on it. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, like stuff you're not and you haven't interacted with, but the people you follow or people that follow you, people similar to you have interacted with. Yeah, that way. There, there's a human element to like people who like what you like liked this. Like, yeah, that's different from like Coca-Cola presents. We heard you like Pacific Rim. Yeah. Uh, hmm. There's also a lot of freak out about people freaking out about like uh, the algorithm affecting Tumblr, uh, Twitter. Keep, I keep doing that. Keep affecting Twitter now. Like the the proposed Elon Musk changes of like verified user having like priorities and not being and being focused more and like i that's i don't think hmm how do i say this i think freaking out about it is a bit much <laughs> yeah Cause like um, we already people are, have already like bypassed the, like the home page stuff now and they just like use the regular feed I feel like a lot of the internet uh, in this day and age has to do with um, the website is bad by default, uh, so you make your own homepage for it that you can use against the wishes of the people who run the website. Exactly. And 
that creates kind of a by default adversarial relationship with anyone who owns a website, and that just makes the internet a less friendly place overall. It becomes very, very competitive, very like, uh, if you run this place, fuck you. Yeah. Oh, hey, good news. Good news. Mm hmm. What's the good news? Oh, boy. <clears throat> Elon Musk will have to sell Tesla stock to fund Twitter unless the exodus of advertisers reverses soon. Oh boy. Well, I mean, why doesn't he sell some of his Dogecoin? Apparently there's another crypto crap, which is funny because I, I haven't heard about crypto in months, yeah. years. It's been nice. Oh, uh, let me show you this. Let me show you the tweet I just, I, the image I just posted. My tweet I saw in the crypto crash hashtag stages of a trader. Oh boy! Like <laughs> this is this is bad even for them. This is, this is not how this works. <sighs> this is not this is not how investments work. You this don't... is what... now. Listen, I I found the whole Diamond Hands GameStop stock thing extremely funny when it was about hurting a company. I was like. Welcome to the team, accidental comrades. You're fucking over a billion dollar corporation. But now it's just like 20 year olds who don't know how to do economics making graphics like this and like posting old 4chan memes about it. And that's that's pretty like I, I don't actually care what happens to the economy. Uh, I kind of wish the dollar would crash, but um it's it's kind of embarrassing to watch. Yeah, like I have a lot of problems with this graph specifically because this is not how it works at all. This is not smart at all. <clears throat> is the message of this graph to just hold on when it's boring because you'll get to the moon level profit? Yes, you'll get the profit that you had before <laughs> when it rose when you put your money in the first time. Well, that's not true. Like the, the, the like the idea investments is you buy low, sell high. So you buy when it's at its lowest point, and you sell when it's reached what you think is its peak. This is not that at all. This is why I don't do this shit. It's it's magical thinking, but with like assets, and I have a hard enough time hanging onto my apartment. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to try and do stunts with it. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Okay, uh, what's, what's next? What's next on my docket here? Oh, uh, speaking of investments, mm -hmm. you can use Wild Gold to pay for your uh, Overwatch Battle Pass. Uh, that's, okay, okay so. Do, 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 <sighs> do you understand this? Kind of, yeah, do you? Uh, I understand this sort of because I got this. I stole this directly from uh, the the Beast Cast, the Castle Beast Super. Cast yeah, those fun guys like them a lot. Um, so I've had no contact with this piece of news, but I'm gonna try. You farm Golden Wow. Yes. You buy a Wow token off the auction house, and now I'm guessing. When you use the WoW token, instead of it adding time to your account immediately, it brings up a dialogue that says, do you want to add a month to your WoW, or do you want to battle pass Overwatch? You're close. You're close. <laughs> Basically, That's so stupid. 
basically the wild gold converts to real currency in the wild the wild system, whatever. Mm. The BattleNet system. And you can use your currency in the BattleNet system to buy the Elvrock Battle Pass. That is, oh my god, that is, oh god. This is direct gold to money conversion. <sighs> this is, this is what the farmers wanted all those years ago. They, they, they wanted to convert. I, I did a bunch of uh, herbalism and wow, and all of this peace bloom is turning into U.S. dollars. Like, oh wait, there is. Is is involved also? Oh, okay. But like, it's still like this is another step in between, basically. The WoW token is the step I'm used to to converting gold into account functions. So I'm yeah. I'm not surprised to hear that. But also, what the fuck, guys? Dude, why is this this? Why is this like this? Okay, this is just a screenshot. Why did it? <laughs> why did it do this? What did it do? Oh God. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, I see that you can turn a WoW token into BattleNet balance, which uh, this is this is if you this is Steam trading cards to buy a three dollar <laughs> game on sale. Like I, I sold all of my engineer cards and got this game for ninety nine cents. Except it's you know I I converted my hours of grinding into Battle Pass. That's some the thing that is so gross to me about this is just the way that it turns leisure time into work. It, it's just like you you can buy more leisure time with your leisure time as long as you're only using it to grind, and that is horrific to me. That's not what the game is for. Okay, as of November seventh, the average WoW Classic gold price is fourteen gold for fourteen dollars per a thousand gold. How much is the Overwatch Battle Pass? It's like $50. What, why, why is it that much? I don't think it's that much, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was. Overwatch 2 is 2,200 2, Overwatch coins. I don't know what that is. Oh, God. So now we have to convert WoW Gold to Overwatch coins? Okay, Overwatch coin is $20. $20 for 2000 plus 200 bonus coins. I hate that system, but okay. And you needed 2000 for the battle pass? Yeah. So basically, so you, yeah. 1500-ish? Uh, yeah, 1500 But the thing is, you have to buy them in intervals of WoW tokens. So you have to farm up at least 2000 gold. Okay. Okay, let me... Okay. This, is, this is like... Okay, wow token. Okay. These are just $20. Yeah, it's it's more expensive than a subscription because this whole thing is a scam. This is I'm this I'm going to I'm This is how I think this is how I, you feel when I was talking about the the stocks, the stonks right then. Yeah. Um <sighs> Although I feel the same. I mostly feel <laughs> contempt for the company. Uh this is evil and exploitative, and uh, it ruins what is otherwise a fun game. Um, if I want to play WoW, I play it for free, and I'm not going to tell you where. I'll tell you, uh, well... On Battle.net? Battle, yeah. Battle.net? What, what uh, is this site? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, you know, on, uh, it's on fighting.com. Uh, I don't know if that's a real website. I feel like it should be. 
I'm gonna go to fighting.com. I'm going there right now also. Oh, it's it's free. What? It's available. For, for, for 400,000 USD. How is there not... How does nobody own this? You accept this... any cryptocurrency as a form of payment for this great domain. How, how does... How does the UFC not own this? It's fucking fighting.com. <laughs> make an offer. Uh, make offer. them an offer of a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not filling out details here. I'm not, yeah. I'm not giving them my info. Uh, but Wheeler, we could own fighting.com. Can you imagine? I was going to say it's not a good, it has been a good year for Blizzard, but like that's, it hasn't been a good, good decade existence for Blizzard. It, I, okay. <clears throat> I have some of Blizzard's older games. Like I, I have, uh, some of the Diablos kicking around in my Steam account, I think, or I guess Battle.net accounts. I don't know if they're locked or if I got them off a of GOG or what, but it used to be if you fired up the game and you saw that big, you had that big drum that hit and the word Blizzard came up, you were like, oh, they put a lot of effort into this. This is going to be a good game. Not, it is the exact opposite reaction now. It is like, okay, I see the logo. Time to throw it directly in the toilet. What happened to the three Bs? The what? The three Bs. Oh no, not the three Bs. <laughs> One of those was like Blizzard, Bioware, and Bethesda. Bethesda. <laughs> you can't. Oh, may the person who said that to Liam live in infamy. What the fuck? The three Bs. It's too late. It was too late then. <laughs> Okay. Uh, what else we got? Uh, I went to a wrestling. Oh, you went to a wrestling. Was it a big one? Uh, it was a decent one. That's a local one. Uh, any highlights? Uh, it was a fun little show. Uh, saw one of the newer Jackass guys there as you had a wrestle. One of the newer jackass guys. Like Danger Aaron. Oh, okay. Um, probably not the guy from the movie who just shit himself, huh? Maybe. I don't know. I haven't <laughs> watched the movie. Oh, Jackass 4 is a treat. Go for it. Is he Is he a new one or is he in in, in there? Uh, let's see. Danger Aaron. Uh, wow. One of his first Google image results is him uh, in the like, oh, wait, no. okay. bubble. He put, he's in all. He's an original. I thought it was a new one. No, he's yeah. in one of the originals. Oh, but he was there wrestling, huh? Yeah. Uh, he got hit with the light tubes. Uh, he did a wow. whole uh, fun promo about having a doctor's note. Oh, wow. And they did all of this. Drexel. So who beat his ass? Uh, Drexel. Drexel. If you look him up, you will see. You will understand. Uh, I, d I don't think I'm oh, no, finding that's him. That's a different one. How local is this? Uh, Portland. Oh, I see. Derek Drexel. He's got like a big X on his head. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, this guy seems like he would eat our uh, our friend Danger Aaron. Yeah. Uh, there was a fun interference by another deaf deaf guy, deaf wrestler. I love a good death wrestler. 
uh, the light tubes, uh, barbed wire, all all the fun things. Wait, they had all this like Raw's War era like bloodletting nightmare weapons that the wrestling show you into? Yeah. Holy shit! He went to a good good show. Yeah. Uh, like for the entire match. Okay. The fun. The funniest part was uh, early on. There was like two kids next to me, and like. I have a clip of this. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Or, But basically, they were like, oh, light tubes. This is going to be bloodier than the last time. Like two like primary school age children. <laughs> oh, kids love blood. Let me actually put it on TikTok. I, I can just post that. Wait, you took a TikTok of these two kids cheering for blood? I mean, I posted it on TikTok. <laughs> Here he goes. You can hear him clear. Oh boy, it's it's the hopefully that gets me. Kids love blood. Kids love blood. Wheeler, they love violence and killing and blood. They really do. They really do. Uh, a lot of the people there, I could tell, like this, they were not prepared for this <laughs> mentally. Uh, yeah, fun show, fun show. Uh, what's next on the docket? Uh oh, I was gonna talk about Westworld some. Uh yeah. Um you'll have to lead there. I've never yeah. watched it. <laughs> okay. Uh let me explain the premise. <coughs> Excuse me. Let me explain the premise here. Uh uh future ish ish. Uh human looking android creatures mm-hmm. who Basically, just fill roles in a virtual—not a virtual, but a simulated world. Uh, people come there for rich, rich, weird Elon Musk type people go there for vacation and just do weird chaos and or, or role play or whatever. Uh, that's yeah. That's the that's the main plot of like season one of this. That sounds. Uh terrible it's it sounds like a robot that's going to destroy your pelvis uh, it sounds like mostly a sex thing for rich people yeah kinda yeah at kind of points it is <laughs> obviously some people are like oh i'll be the hero of this story or whatever and yeah whatever uh basically that derives into the robe a rodeat robot Gaining sentience mm-hmm. and leading a robot rebellion and killing basically everybody, all wrapped around the plot of trying to find the key the what's the key to sentience or something. I don't know. Like the point of life. I don't know. It's it's complicated. You're the one watching it. I, yeah. I I'm doing my best to to undo this Rubik's cube as you hand it to me. Yeah, it's in Robot Rebellion. They kill everybody. They get, they all get sort of killed. Then the main one of the main uh, robot architects, the creators of the robots that make them, is revealed to also be a robot created in the image of the original creator of the robots by <sighs> his assistant partner, or whatever. And he was his entire life story of having a kid, a wife, and all that was all just the implanted robot memories. Now, okay, implanted memories is one of the worst 
like fiction things for me, it it never hits hmm. because I get obsessed with like, how'd you record this? Did you just put like a tape of like your home movies in the robot and let it watch them? How did you? How do you move the memories from one so, brain to another? A key about this is that all the world robots have narratives or like cornerstones, basically. That's what they call them of e character motivations of like what keeps them going, stuff like that, as like um, finishing points or main points of who they are. So for him, it was like, oh, his his family and kid at home, and that was like his cornerstone, his like main motivation, his main middle uh, yeah for others it's like oh i have to save my who's who's going to get captured and even if that does not happen in that scenario she still has that memory of that and still has that i you know when we have these conversations and it's a show i haven't watched i like to pretend that you're the director of the show and you're telling me about the thing you wrote and um the idea of a director having this hard of a time is uh, really awesome. Having a lot of fun yeah. with it, and that's only that's pretty much only covers like the first season, maybe season two. Uh, there's also uh, Ed Harris and uh, the one of the like brothers from uh, Always Sunny, the Gross Brothers. What they're called? <laughs> I know. I'm trying to think of it. Not the the blonde one, the gross brother from Always Sunny. I don't know. I'm sorry. Anyway, he plays young Ed Harrison in this. And anyway, his whole thing is that he, when he was young, he was there and he tried to be the hero, but now he's old. He literally owns the park because he, his father, his father-in-law owned the park. And then it came, came to him, I guess, whatever. It, uh-huh. uh, uh and his whole thing is he, when he was young, he went there to be a hero, but it turned out that he wasn't, didn't actually matter because no one remembered him. None of the robots remembered him afterwards because they always got reset and it didn't matter what he does, did trying to be a hero. Uh-huh. So he ends up becoming a villain and just going there, killing people willy-nilly. What a mess. Yeah. It's it just, it sounds... It sounds like sensory overload to watch this show. The thing uh, is, the show itself paces out where, like, you don't know it's a simulation of a town. You don't know it's all fake until, like, maybe halfway through season one. And then by that point, they start getting meta with it. And then season two, they get really meta with it. Mm. Yeah. Is the meta the reward for paying attention? Like, if you've been watching the show carefully, it's like, oh boy, they're doing the thing I expected, or? Kinda. There was a point, I think, in season three, if I remember right, that people on Reddit literally guessed the twist correctly. They said they rewrote it because people on Reddit guessed it correctly. Oh no, that's what they did with Lost. It's bad. Yeah, it's not great. Uh, Season three, uh, I would say, gets interesting-ish mm-hmm. because it explores the outside world, the world outside of Westworld, the real, actual world, and how some billionaire has created an AI that predicts what happens in the world, what people will do, all that. And uh, uh-huh. he's using it to make sure the world doesn't like go into like 
apocalypse. It's God. The stakes don't need to be that high, do they? And basically, the protagonist <laughs> of that season uh, is Aaron Paul of Breaking Bad fame. Okay, okay, I'm familiar. And he's like just some ex, uh, some what was it? Just some guy, basically, honestly. But this whole thing about him defying fate and being an outlier that cannot, that isn't like predicted by the system. Like, there's a few of them, but they have to be eliminated because they can't be predicted by the system and they'll mess everything up. That's fucking Hunger Games, Wheeler. Uh, yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, uh, I'm trying not to be a hater, but this is. Oh, no, please be a hater. As you describe it to me, I'm just sitting here, head in hands, going like, "This show is about nothing. This show has and, nothing to say." And then some. Then a few of the robots that did escape in the first few seasons are around and either helping or hurting the cause of the predictable tech, predicting AI, mostly against it. Uh huh. Uh, uh. What else? What's uh? Season four is where it got. Is nothing to me. Wow, you've caught up with me. <laughs> it okay. It does a double narrative thing where it has two timelines where it's telling simultaneously, but it does not tell you there are two separate timelines. Tell like I don't know a few episodes in. Based on what you've described to me so far, I don't think the writers of this show are qualified to use that narrative tool. Yeah, because one character. At the end of season three, uh, is being goes into the database to like find a way to fix everything, and other characters are just around living their lives, doing whatever. Uh, the character that character that uh, living their life ends up running away from uh, I don't know evil whatevers. Uh, and they're in they're they're turns out to be. A whole city, a whole initiative of turning people into pseudo Like, they have, they're under control of people. Under control, basically. um, This is nothing. By by someone who is a robot. So now they are the robots instead of the robots. This is fucking stupid. Anyway, I, I feel so mean when I say this thing, but holy shit. I, like, you're no, describing no, Westworld to me, and I'm just getting mad at it. And then, like, okay, then he attempts to uh, uh to attack them, uh, save the world. He fails. And then 30 years pass, and then the guy that went into the database finally wakes up after, like, 30 years. That seems like a while. He, the reason is because he has to simulate every possibility to find the result that re- makes it so the world doesn't apocalypse again. This is an episode of Star Trek Voyager. <laughs> it is. It's a two-part episode where, um, what's his name, Kurtwood Smith, the dad from uh, That 70s Show, uh, plays an alien with a time travel vessel who keeps blowing up like this section of the galaxy over and over because he's trying to find the timeline where his uh, this fucking homeworld and his wife didn't blow up. And it's uh, this I, everything's derivative, but this is just the same thing. Yeah. 
there's a few moments where he's where we show he shows like where we they show like the timeline where if he messed up, like if he did one thing wrong, but then it goes back to like him doing the right thing that he decided was like okay this will work out probably like it's not even a sure thing it's just a probably that's that's dumb yeah uh and uh the daughter of aaron paul's character is also a rebel against the the android controlling humans people who live on all on like a pseudo new york place there's another character who is not actually there, I guess. Kinda is, kinda. Basically, he's... Yeah, okay. This is hot. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of giving up, up here, because it's, it's too much that leads into nothing. Oh, don't worry. They gave up a lot sooner than you did, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't mind the first three seasons. The first three seasons were interesting, fun. They had had ideas there had ideas there and most of their whole thing is based around you can't control people or humanity or whatever you have to let it be ever i guess which is fine but then season four happens and it kind of does the same thing but also it doesn't we're still in a like mostly apocalypse world at that point like there are no, there are apparently like nearly no non-controlled humans at that point. This is just, I I feel like it's scarier if the world is normal, right? Yeah, the, yeah. The, like <clears throat> the fact that it's the apocalypse almost kind of ruins it because I like the idea that this is all happening in an environment that's being controlled and kept secrets. Um. That's like half. Thing is, half of that is is there, but like also half of that isn't there. It's just like I was wiki diving uh, for The Walking Dead because they kept playing commercials for The Walking Dead during uh, my watching of the Weird Al biopic. Yeah. Um, and I I learned a lot about The Walking Dead because I was like, what? Why the fuck are they wearing power armor? Um, it's like Fallout. Uh, uh, it's there's a point in The Walking Dead where somehow via radio transmission they find out that the whole world is ruined and it's not just America and I feel like that ruins The Walking Dead because mm-hmm. then it's then it's about like hey um it, the whole world is toast, so there nothing means there's nothing left to save. Um, this is unfixable. Uh, so go and suffer forever, and yeah. help will never come. And yeah, I, I I just don't I don't like that. I I feel like a tragedy or something scary happening in a place is made scarier by its isolation because uh, how do I put this if something happens somewhere you can react to it if something happens everywhere you have to accept it hmm. yeah it's not, it's not I don't think it's full apocalypse I don't think so I'm not sure it's the ending is kind of the worst part in that it shows uh the original the main the original like host 
lady played by Evan Rachel Wood, who's like shows her basically going into the database. Or no, no, going. I don't know what she's doing. Now, when you say going into the database, are you talking yeah. about putting on like a VR helmet, or are you talking about like opening up Excel? Uh, a little bit like open, put on VR helmet. Uh, basically, I, I think at the end of season one, most of the and robots <clears throat> run into a portal. That okay, portal is a little bit much. Basically, a portal, and it basically uh. sends their consciousness into. A cloud, I guess, that's locked down and unaccessible unless you have the encryption for it. Uh-huh. So they can just live however they want in there, free from humanity. So why don't they stay in there and leave humanity alone? Most of them are just staying in there, but some people are like, want to, like, want, are rejecting that idea of that being like, the end or paradise, whatever. Well, you're a robot. You don't need a body. <laughs> oh, this reminds me. Let me show. In season four, the main big bad robot lady basically comes up with a new form for them. And it's just the most generic. Looks like Echo from Overwatch. The, like, you know, you know what that look that character looks like? Uh, Echo from Overwatch. Uh, yeah, I'm familiar. It looks like yeah. it looks like uh what if a girl was an iPod? Yeah, it looks like that. That's what the like peak, the next form, the next level of evolution for them looks like. For the robots or for everyone? For the robots, apparently. That's dumb. If I was a robot, the next step in my evolution would be like, I don't know, turning into a, a fucking front end loader or something. <sighs> Let me see. Let's see if I can find another. Oh, this is a very funny one. Oh, no, here it is. Here's a good, a decent image of it. Oh, yeah, Tessa Thompson's in, in this as well. Who is that? I don't know celebrities. Oh, I know her. Is that yeah, Tessa that, Thompson? Yeah. And that what? in the back is what the uh, next level evolution for them is. Why is she hanging out with Putin? That's uh, Ed Harrison. Is he a robot? He is here. He wasn't before. He killed the original... And the original basic. Okay, there's a whole plot point in season four where humans are infecting the robots with, uh, like, sympathy and, like, emotions and whatnot. Uh huh. And, like, they basically go all the. What's the word they use? Not astray, something like that. But they basically, like, have a whole internal crisis and end up killing themselves normally. Do you. Do you like the show? I liked it. I didn't mind the first three seasons. The first season was fun, interesting. Second season was fun, was interesting. The third season was uh, different enough to catch my interest. The fourth season, I don't know what they were doing. Yeah, um, I'm getting that impression. I I remember seeing. I would go to this little. Uh, this little movie rental place on weekends with my dad uh, called uh, Movie House Video. And I remember seeing Westworld as just like a tape in the sci-fi section. Um, what about a movie that lasted probably 90 minutes was not enough that they had to make four seasons? 
is this based on the world of the film or is it like oh, I think it's it's loosely based on like the entire like Android City thing. Let's see. It is also canceled now, so got canceled like a few days apparently. <laughs> so no season five? No season five. I hope they make the most of this one. Is it over? Like you've seen it all? Yeah, yeah. How's the uh, how's the narrative payoff? Like, what I you know what I told you about her going. I gave up to describe it, but I will describe it now. Like I said, she goes into the database, the main first host. She goes into the database. I think. No, wait. She does something, and basically, she no, no. She does go in the database. She tries. She goes into the Westworld. The first time, the first version of Westworld says she's going to find a way to save humanity. So basically, she's going in there a billion times to repeat the cycle all over again to see if there's an end to save humanity. Well, did she win? And that's it. That's how it ends. Oh, okay. she just, oh come she on. Just, yeah. <sighs> well, um, I think both of us watched something that had a good ending. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you could call it a good ending, it was a perfect ending. Okay, that okay, that's correct. Yeah. <laughs> the weird owl, weird the the weird owl story. Absolutely incredible piece of work. Uh, every word of it is true. Uh, it's it's except, the uh, what was the lyric? Except oh, he did perform at Live Aid with Queen. <laughs> Uh, do you want to take the reins here? <clears throat> so, I have a cold. I'm sure you can tell. Yeah. So I watched this movie laying down in bed. Um, and I would drift off at some points, and then the funniest thing I could imagine <laughs> would happen, and I would wake back up to enjoy it. Uh, so I definitely... I, I've integrated this movie into my dreamscape. Uh, really lived in the world they lived in. Yeah. Um, it is uh, it is a biopic that details the entirety of Weird Al's life, um, from childhood all the way up to his uh, his untimely death in 1985. Um, rest in peace, Al. Uh, <laughs> the movie starts with a flashback that I enjoy. Um, of him being rushed into surgery after something terrible happens and waking up and demanding a pen and pen or a pad and pencil. I didn't. Then uh, Manuel Miranda's there. Oh my god, he is. <laughs> Tell me any cameos you spotted along the way because um, <sighs> I spotted a few, but like there's my, a lot. <laughs> my my celebrity references are like mostly um. Like people I saw in Comedy Central ten years ago, so oh, like that's perfect for this, honestly. Yeah, um, we meet Al's parents. Yes. Um, his dad is insanely cruel and works at the factory. The factory. Um, and his mom is kind of your typical uncomfortable 50s mom who just like enables the dad and tries not to rock the boat um where would you say it all kicks off because like uh, al starts off by pissing off his dad by singing a parody of amazing grace called amazing grapes 
Yeah. Uh, his dad hates it, calls it blasphemous. Um, he's uh, listening to a lot of Dr. Demento on the radio, which is very important. That's, I think that's, is factual. Yeah. Like the first factual part of this. Yeah. Um, I don't know anything about Dr. Demento. Um, but I am looking at some comparisons on, uh, on Google images and, uh, Rain Wilson's portrayal looks exactly like him. I mean, there's not many ways to like a like a weirdo. Uh, I don't know. This this guy's kind of perfect. Uh, I guess that's what they laughed at in the '60s. The yeah '60s. <laughs> Weird Al was born was born <clears throat> 1959. Oh wow! Um, he gets his first accordion from a salesman. <laughs> That's that's actually technically factual. <laughs> um, that was one of the scenes that like shook me out of drifting off to sleep. Was his dad just beating the shit out of that salesman? No new boot from him. It was it was so violent, and it just kept going. Um, yeah. uh, you did recognize the actor there, right? Yeah, that was uh, Dangle from Reno. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, he did actually get his uh, first from a accordion salesman. His parents were, could either choose from accordion lessons or guitar lessons, and they have. They apparently there was a famous guitarist named Frank Yankovich, who and so they chose accordion, so that there wouldn't be any overlap. Yeah, exactly. I see. Um, boy, and after that, how do you play? the loudest fucking most obnoxious instrument in secret for like 10 years. Because <coughs> uh, that's what happened. Yeah, uh, the devil squeeze box. <laughs> uh, he goes to a polka party as a teenager. Yeah. Um, how surreal was that for you? Because for me, it was, I mean, I knew what they were driving at, but the behavior of the individuals there really had me like, I felt like I had slipped into the fucking back rooms. This is where I, like, realized what this movie was going to be. Yeah? Yeah. Like, before, I was like, okay. Okay, that's... Okay, I get it. But then I've really got it here. (laughs) They tease him into playing the accordion by chicken dancing at him. And then he plays some absolutely crazy perfect shit. Yeah. Um, and there's the big hush, followed by cheering, followed by the cops? Yeah, shutting down the, this polka party. Why is polka illegal? Why would it be legal? It's just polka. No, you're uh, right. I, I took some time to think about it, and you're right. Uh, we get back to the house where he's brought back, and he's revealed to be a closet accordion player. I, uh, I hated that a lot. It was really funny. I was just like, no, no, you can't. Not the closet. <laughs> uh, then we just jumped to Harry Potter time after that. Meaning Daniel Radcliffe takes over the role? Yes. Yeah, I really liked Daniel Radcliffe in this movie. Um, I, I, I like seeing him have fun. Um, he's, he's insanely buff. It's so funny. There are so many times where Al has his shirt off, and 
It's just it's Daniel Radcliffe in the best fucking shape of his life, looking ridiculous. I'm honestly sad it didn't parody, didn't put in like some reference to this, to the UHF. I was expecting. Uh, I was expecting this when they uh, spoilers. I guess when they went to South America. Yeah, I was too, and they didn't. I guess you're only allowed to put that in one movie. Yeah. Uh, my first note here is he's still English. Yeah. Uh, he he tries to be American. Does um, he? A little bit. It doesn't. It doesn't come off as a full-on, oh, hello, Gavnet, like, full-on English accent, but uh, he, he does sound... Uh, it, I, it's like his regular speaking voice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, um, how much... This is one of my favorite scenes, and I don't think I'm skipping ahead too far. Um, he takes the tape of My Bologna to the recording agency. Um, <laughs> I don't want to skip over the Friends. Oh yeah, the friends are super real. I love them. They, yeah, uh, driving on on the freeway with your eyes closed because uh, you can do whatever you want. That's what it's all about. Yeah, that's what living 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 by yourself all about. Uh, the my Sharona, my belong. That was the tension of that scene was insane because it took like what, four to eight cuts back and forth before it seemed to click in Al's head? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and it being an inst... Okay, you can go ahead now. You can go ahead now. So, oh my god. Uh, I loved the scene with the record executive office where uh, Weird Al is playing the exec, right? Yeah. Uh, who is his sidekick there? He seems familiar, but I couldn't put a name to Jason it. Jason Sudeikis or someone else? Uh... Sudeikis? That's that might be right. I don't know who he is. Um, but uh, I really loved the um, the kind of break in character where uh, I guess Jason's character starts like really hating on Al to his face and calling him ugly and stuff. Oh wait, that was Will Forte. Sorry, excuse me. Will Forte. The group. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. Uh, the Will's character, the subs- this uh, <laughs> the assistant to the record exec, uh, leans in on uh, I almost said Robert Pattinson, uh, Daniel Radcliffe, and he's calling him like ugly and untalented and crude and stupid. And behind him, Al is like, "Hey, hey, hold on, that's <laughs> that's a little too much, don't you think?" And uh, I I really got a kick out of that in particular. Just uh, I I like Weird Al as a person, and the idea of him taking that line read personally is really funny to me. Oh, do you know else that uh, Weird Al's dad in this played? Uh, who? Cotton Heel. Oh my God! Well, you know he's got the chops for it then. <laughs> If you want a real piece of shit dad, look no further. I would not have made that connection, because he's not putting on a voice for it. What do you mean? Diedrich Bald Batter is the narrator. Who is that? Uh, you know, the guy Carl is not, like... (sighs) You mean Patrick Warburton? Yeah, like him, but he's not. Uh, no. But I got the vibe that the narrator was the guy who replaced the guy who did all the movie trailers. 
because the uh, the inner world guy passed away. <clears throat> yeah, the guy who took over when Don LaFontaine passed. Mm. Oh, but it was not Harold Douglas. Okay, never mind. I I don't know. I don't. I can't know every celebrity. Mm. Uh, how close are we to the Madonna arc? I guess. Uh, I'm not that close. <laughs> There's still a lot of life uh, to be lived. Yeah, uh, get him performing in a performing uh, Rocky Road. Oh yeah, um, there were a lot of people in the crowd for Rocky Road. Um, central of them, of course, being Pat Oswalt, yes. uh, who I- I'm always excited to see. Um, did you did you spy any uh, fun cameos in the crowd that I missed? Uh, not really. Well, we're coming up on Cameo Central, because this is, uh, after the Rocky Road performance, um, Dr. Demento comes around and, uh, wants to be his Dementor. Yeah. Uh, and takes him to, it's the joke of Dr. Demento having, like, this huge Hollywood mansion full of celebrities 24-7 is so good to me. He's just, he's just like a like a local, basically. Yeah, I mean, he's he's popular, but he's he's just like a radio celebrity. <sighs> uh, yeah, we get to the house. It has uh, let me go by the IMDb page because oh, that would be easier easiest way. Okay, bartender, mama bear. Okay, Pee Wee Herman, Tiny Tim, Gallagher. Alice Cooper, Andy Warhol, em- no, yeah, Salvador Dali, Divine, Wolfman Jack, who I I'm not sure is a real person. Uh, might be. Uh, John Deacon. Oh, Wolfman Jack is super real. <laughs> Let me look him up real quick. Oh yeah, this is a- oh god, oh god, yeah, this is this is a real person. Oh yeah, but yeah, there's a lot of. Wolfman Jack, played by our friend Jack Black. Uh, Tiny Tim, played by Dimitri Martin. Oh my god, no wonder you looked familiar. Gallagher, played by Paul F. Tompkins. Okay, yeah. Andy Warhol by Conan O'Brien. Love that. Uh, um, Evo a... Phillips did not know he was alive, but he was playing Dali. Yeah, there's also an Envira there. Elvira was there? Yeah, if I was there, I posted a screen cap in here. Uh, well, literally a po- photo of my screen here earlier. Was it literal Elvira, like Cassandra Peterson? Like, I don't think so. No, but she would have done this movie if they'd asked. Probably. It's not. It wouldn't be as funny. Well, one, it, if it was one person was the right person, it would be kind of funny. Yeah, she's too busy doing adventure quests right now. Here, I quoted it. Oh, I saw. Don't worry. Not credited, but there. Uh, oh, Grace Jones also. Devo. I I was thrilled to see the Devo hats. I was like, surely Devo is not hanging out at Doctor Demento's house. <laughs> uh, then he has he comes up with uh another bus thanks to the bass playing. <laughs> Who had to introduce himself like three times? It's embarrassing. <laughs> couldn't get couldn't get Freddie Mercury in person. Was here. was that supposed to be a Freddie Mercury impersonator with a giant fake mustache? This, this was a lot of people there. I this half of them aren't credited on here, but it could be anything. 
Oh shit, Seth Green was in this movie. Not as a visual role, I think. Maybe? It's, he's just credited as radio DJ. Okay, uncredited, Elton John, <laughs> David Bowie. Coolio's in this? Coolio is in this! I was wondering if that was the real Coolio. No, no, not the real Coolio, but uh, Coolio's in this. Oh, okay. I didn't see, I didn't, I missed that. It was at, uh, oh, can we jump ahead to it, just to answer the question? Oh yeah, sure, go ahead. Uh, it's during the, uh, crowd reaction to Amish Paradise. Um, and, uh, everyone is, like, thrilled, like, his parents are thrilled, and there's, like, Dr. Demento in the audience, and Coolio is just there looking fucking furious. Yeah, that's just nice. Uh, yeah, he comes up with another one right at the bus. Then he has a whole Oprah tour now. God. With uh, Quinta, Quinta Brimson as Oprah. What else has she been in? I recognize her. Uh, Abbott Elementary. Uh, she got really popular off of like uh, like little like Vine internet skits type things. Oh, okay. Uh, then he comes up with Eat It, his first original song. He does this because Dr. Demento feeds him LSD nachos out of the hot tub? Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Let's try that part. <laughs> it's quite a scene. Uh, uh, his first original song. I can't believe they ripped him off like that. Yeah, yeah, weird. That kid from the Jackson 5 just ripped him off. <sighs> and now we get to Madonna. Yeah, well, actually, we got to Madonna a little before this, didn't we? Because he reacts to... No, okay, never mind. Uh, I had to put two and two together. Um, Madonna is... I know, Madonna, is huh? Madonna is around, but like in like reaction shots, mostly, I think. Like the real Madonna? No, no. Oh, I, I... Yeah. yeah. She she eventually turns up at his house, um, and uh, this is insanely predatory celebrity behavior. Of I, I want the the quote unquote Yankovic bump to my music for my record sales. Yeah, um, yeah. they have they they fall in love immediately, and uh, how how long? Uh, how long are they dating? Like. <laughs> It's it's the happiest blank of his life. <laughs> Six hours. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> uh, they they go from uh, they go from the mansion to oh, okay. Before ahead. you jump, yeah. this was my reaction to that scene. Uh, like this replace uh replace the names here a little bit. Like this was my reaction to that scene. What? This is this is a classic clip. Classic clip. What? For those for those who aren't here, uh, this is a classic clip of Ace when ASAP Rocky being in shock at being told that uh, one Tupac Shakur had sexual relations with one Madonna. He's, he says Pac fuck Madonna a bunch of times, and if you go down to the comments, everyone's, like, saying it's the five stages of grief. <laughs> it really is. Man, I love how true this story is. It's so real. It's so visceral. Um, Madonna gives him... This is during the date. Um, 
Oh, he wait. received uh, some bad news, right? One one quick thing. Yeah. Uh, the first Madonna, he asked Madonna if the song Like a Version was like, what, what did he say? Nothing. Oh, wait. Oh, if it's true? Yeah, if it's true. <laughs> he said, technically, I am, I am technically, I technically am a virgin, except for the fact that I had a lot of sex. A lot. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, just like virgins do. Yeah. Uh, so that they do a tasteful smash cut to cigarettes shortly after. Uh, they have a, a weird tumble kiss down the hallway where she says, you're so weird. Which, I mean, yeah, <laughs> sure is. Not, he's not normal Al Inkovich. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's the weird one, as we'll find out. <clears throat> okay, what happens next? Because I have sparse notes. Besides uh, Madonna plot. Well, we we get out of the bedroom uh, and we go to the dinner date. And he gets a phone call during the dinner date uh, saying that, as I mentioned briefly, the kid from the Jackson 5 has released a parody of Eat It called Beat It. How could he? And it's not even about eggs. It's about, like, fighting or avoiding a fight or something. <sighs> Um, Al goes back to the table insanely angry and the waiter brings him his delicious fish platter and he smashes it to the floor and Madonna says something to the effect of uh, the only thing that'll give me a clear head is uh, heavy drinking (laughs) straight from the bottle Uh, and this is kind of where Al takes a big turn uh he kind of falls into his dark era. Yeah, uh, yeah. He goes in full uh, star mode. <laughs> Whiskey'll do that to you. Uh, he uh, basically tells he's going to replace all of his bands with machines. <laughs> There's a running thing of like nobody knows what a bassist is. Oh yeah. <laughs> you with a drum machine, and you with a guitar machine, and you with some other kind of machine. <laughs> and the uh to get the Demento talk here. Uh Demento tries to talk to him in private, but he says anything you can say to me, you can say in front of Madonna. And, and then he so, calls Madonna an evil conniving succubus. And she just sort of agrees. <laughs> I have to say Evan Rachel's Woods performance in this is top notch. Oh yeah, she uh, she really leaned into the role. Um, she did like a lot of research too for this, like into Madonna's behavior. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Uh, this is um, he scares the band off with his aggression and uh, tells Doctor Demento he doesn't know anything, and then uh, he needs to go for a drive to clear his head. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then Madonna. Make sure he has his key, his keys. Oh my god, that got me so bad. <laughs> it's like no, you can't, not without these. Um, and then we relive the first scene in Deadly Premonition. <laughs> he t- he takes his hands fully off the wheel to do other stuff. Um, and uh, this is where the big crash at the beginning of the movie comes from, and then we catch up with that. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, pivotally, um, wasn't he arguing with Madonna briefly about how nothing rhymes with virgin? Yeah. Well, he's about to find out. Sorry, I'm very congested. If you want to take the lead for a bit. Oh yeah, he. Uh, what happened next? I have a lot of sparse notes from this point on forward. I don't know how to tell you this. <laughs> okay. Um. Let's see. Um. He he he's completely flatlined. He's dead. He wakes up from death to uh <laughs> and demands uh, a pad and a number two pencil so that he can write down like a surgeon. Uh, and then he uh he gets back on stage immediately after having skipped a blood transfusion, so he's being, like, carried around. Um, and of course Madonna's telling him to just keep doing it. Um, he gets real adversarial with the crowd. Um, and I... There's some... It felt like he was building to a song, but he never did. It's It's gotta be a reference to something that I don't know about. Mm. Uh, I yeah. would like... I would like to, like, get some cliff notes on this movie and then rewatch it so I can laugh at more jokes. <laughs> yeah, they get the genius page for this. Yeah. Um, so he does that. Uh, oh, yeah. And uh, he's getting mail from Dr. Demenso. Uh, and this is where shit goes wild, right? Um, oh, yeah, he just asked... Uh, oh, did that scene already happen? It. I think it did, and now we're paying it off. Um, yeah, uh, he got asked to have Led Zeppelin open for him instead of Howie Mandel, Mandel. and then he got asked to uh, go to perform at Pablo, Esc- Pablo Escobar's birthday party, I believe. There's so much Pablo Escobar stuff in this movie. <laughs> yeah, there's like a scene early dancing to a Will Weird Al song in footage from the DEA, I believe. Yeah, it's DEA. It's uh. It's archival footage of, like, oh, God. Uh, watching himself on the news, just... It, it, I, I don't even know what to say. It's It can't feel great to have, like, the world's most dangerous drug lord be your biggest fan. Uh, but, yeah, uh, that gets paid off when a Madonna gets kidnapped. And, uh... But what even... I remember the scene, but I don't remember the motivations of it. Uh, well, he like immediately goes to South America or Mexico, yeah. right? Like, it, there, there's no transition. There's no like plane flying. He's just there. Um, yeah. Um, he comes up with uh, what do you what do you say? Um. He fights his way to Escobar's compound, and Escobar is having his birthday cake uh, set out for him, and um, Madonna is there, tied up. Uh, and all Escobar wants is a performance, uh, but Al doesn't do parody songs anymore. Um, and when he says that line... He kills, like, 12 people. Yeah, he does kill a few people there. (laughs) Pablo goes under the table, and everyone else doesn't, and Al just opens fire on them. (laughs) Again, this Uh, would be a great moment for the the Rambo reference. It really would have. 
Um, he already did that in one movie, though. Uh, it's no reusing jokes. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> and then, uh, he, then at the end, Pablo shoots him. I loved that. I legit loved that. That was so good. Um, his his first song went uh, quintuple platinum, and he always wears those platinum discs around his neck on a chain. And so the bullet hit that instead of him. Yeah. Beautiful stuff. Powerful imagery. And uh, then he throws one at Pablo straight into his head. <laughs> yeah, that went in, huh? <laughs> you have to throw that pretty hard. Uh, that was that was deeply... And the, and the recovery of that disc was very wet-sounding. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, uh, with Pablo dead, uh, Madonna offers to take over the drug cartel. And this is kind of a mask-off moment for her, now that she ever really had one on. But yeah. it, it was it was very much like, and you'll be my number two. You'll, you'll do all of the stuff that I want, and I'll make a trillion dollars off of cocaine. And he's not a big fan of that. Uh, he just kind of leaves her there. Oh, yeah, she... He walks out and she tries to shoot him and misses um like fourteen times. The, yeah. the, there's a lot of gunfire at his back and it all just hits like wildly around him. Um and now we're kind of in the final act, right? He's uh he goes to uh he doesn't feel satisfied with his life after this. So he goes to the factory. Oh, the factory. How much did you love the factory? Because I really love the factory. Still, he still didn't find out what they make there. I love that he got laughed at for that. It was so good. Yeah. And then he killed a man again. Yeah. Meeting Madonna really made him kill a lot of people. Bad influence. Yeah. Bad influence indeed. Uh, He meets his dad. His dad has... Of his own volition, turn a new leaf, and is uh, wearing the the Aloha shirt under his work jumpsuit. Um, his dad's like, "What are you doing here? This isn't the life for you." Pretty clearly, uh, and they have a, a whole big makeup scene, um, and they go back home uh, to kind of continue catching up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is where a number of things happen. I know your notes are thin, but uh, what do you remember? Uh, the mom is now fat. Yeah, they they did really bad makeup for her. Like, I, I'm, I'm not trying to be a hater, because uh, they worked really hard on this movie, but that fat makeup is like... She she looks a bit like a football to me. Yeah. Like, I, like I, texturally. <laughs> The joke being that she's the inspiration for the song Fat. Yeah. His next original work. And um, then, and then uh, we get the reveal of the dad's backstory of him being Amish. And, oh, yeah. And wanting to play the accordion and going yeah. on Rumspring. Yeah, he, he spent all of his money on an accordion during Rumspring and bought it back and got excommunicated immediately. Um... I love all of that very much. Um, it's it's just a lot of fun to uh, to 
because obviously, like this is a movie about lying, but it's we we've got ourselves the like thickest layer of like this is this is a whole layer cake made of lies, and this is this is the perfect lie because his dad is so horrific. You don't really need to justify his behavior. And yet, so much work was poured into this really fun story about him being Amish, and I was totally captivated. I loved it. Um, and then... <laughs> it, things are not perfectly reconciled, we find out. It's not perfectly. You have to do it for TV. You have to do it for TV. <laughs> I just loved his dad being on the couch and being like, what the hell? Because, uh, yeah, after his performance, uh, what does he say? He doesn't say, fuck you, Dad, but it's close. Uh, did this despite you or whatever, something <laughs> like that. Uh, like, we have the Amish Paradise, and then we go basically straight to their war show, right? Yeah, we do. Um, and it is, uh, <clears throat> what, what is, the, it's not technically the best, but uh, certainly the most famous accordion player in a very highly specific genre of music yes exactly (laughs) award presented by hulk hogan and diana that hulk hogan ross it's kind of sad he looked like beef jerky and not not the like not not hulk hogan kind like like hulk hogan now maybe he he looked like a really really like suntanned guy in a Hulk Hogan Halloween costume. It's really bad. They, they... <laughs> you know what I mean? The guy is buff. I like. I looked. I looked the guy up. He's buff. He he doesn't look buff here. Why are his fingers covered in like crap? He didn't straight tan his fingers. <laughs> I guess not. You know what might have saved this costume for me? What? Uh, the mustache needs to be more visible. It's got to be thicker and bigger because it's like a ghost. Mm-hmm. He's not quite pulling off the. Um, he doesn't fill out the Team Fortress Two style silhouette of Hulk Hogan without the mustache. But yeah, this is hella weak. It's so fucking weak. Um, That's a weird owl tweet for twenty twelve. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do people still play Words with Friends? I don't know. That was like a big Facebook thing, right? I play Words with Friends with Weird Al. <laughs> I think me and Weird Al follow each other on MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, award show. He gets the award, and uh, the entire time, there's just a guy with a gun. In, like. Yeah, um... Not the entire time. This guy walks all the way down with like a gun and a suitcase, like it's nothing. Oh, <laughs> and, okay. yeah, that makes takes it a little better. Takes someone else's seat. Um, and then there's a whole there's a whole sequence of him doing his uh, self thinking people. Then we get uh, punished Madonna. Okay, punished Madonna actually looks kind of cool. Yeah, she, yeah, she looks like a fighting game character. I love it. Yeah, uh, and then uh, he, he gets a call, and he destroys Weird Al. Yeah, um, Weird Al's like holding the 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 award over his head, and he gets shot directly in the chest, which, as we've learned, shouldn't do anything. I've got the 
thousand discs then. Uh, and but these are high caliber rounds, and they just take them right out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we get the. It's so funny. It's an incredible choice that they choose to end there. Like, cut to black and say that he was assassinated. Yeah. Um, no, no one could catch him. No one could catch the guy. No. Um, and uh, Madonna is still at large uh, to this day. Yeah. Um, and I guess that takes us to the uh, extra scene in the credits, uh, which I was thrilled about. Um, don't where she the, visits. Don't, hey, don't forget. Oh no, no, yeah, yeah, this first, I think. This first, or the the actual pictures of Weird Al. Uh, the actual pictures come after. Um, okay. Yeah, she visits his grave and uh, says a few words, and then. Um... <laughs> horror, I mean, movie, of... horror movie classic stinger. I mean, of course, right? He reaches up out of the dirt, and, and that's when we cut to the rest of the credits. Did he ever do a thriller parody? I, mm, thriller? Weird Al. I don't think he did. I think he did, maybe. He did beat it, and he did uh, fucking... Oh, he did the original in the style thriller. Oh. <laughs> I've never heard it. Uh, let's see. From the circus episode of Yo Gabba Gabba, that's not it. <laughs> this guy's been everywhere. You don't take a shower. Legitimately, who stole the Kishna? Pokemon. Oh, no. I need a nap. True player for real. Lars. What? I know MC Lars. Of course I do. Let me, let me search. Thriller. Nature, nature trail to hell. Oh, MC Lars did one of my favorite songs, sort of. Um, this gigantic robot kills with suburban legends and MC Bat Commander. Okay. The thriller in the, the thriller in the style is Nature Trail to Hell. It's from Weird, Weird Al Vinkovich in 3D. Nature Trail to Hell. I see. I'm going to spend all night at work blasting Al on Spotify and just getting familiar with his entire... He, he gave the Yankovic bump to himself with this movie. Yeah. Okay, let me... Song. This... Loosely a thriller parody, I think. <laughs> I think. It is loosely a thriller parody, indeed. What's your favorite Weird Al song? Ooh, I definitely have one. Uh, I definitely have one. Let me let me get a look it on Spotify real quick. Okay. It's going to be the look up segment. Weird Al. When uh, I was in high school, <clears throat> people were obsessed with Weasel Stomping Day because it had just come out on a, a robot chicken. Hmm. I, I always found that one a little horrific, um, but it's a killer video. Uh, white nerdy is classic. Yeah, I gotta admit, um, my very favorite Weird Al song is without a doubt Hardware Store. And mm. uh, I'm going to show you how I got into it, and it's going to explain a lot about me. Because um, 16 years ago, this video dropped, and it was made in World of Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, it's perfect in every way. And this is what got me into Al. <laughs> this is not intentional 
uh, podcast audio. This is very much me just listening to Weird Al songs. Nobody's doing it like him. And uh, much like Bernie Sanders, I think he needs a protege so we can have more parody music in the future. Who's the next Weird Al, Wheeler? Who's it going to be? That's a good question. Is it that kid who, um, who wrote that Fortnite song? Fortnite Battle Pass. Uh, the one that was a parody oh, no. of American okay. Boy. Oh. Minecraft parodies, Minecraft and Fortnite parodies are a different thing entirely. I don't know. <laughs> That's a pretty good take on uh, the in number one victory royale. Fortnite, we about to get down. That kid might have the spark. Maybe. He just he just needs a Doctor Demento. The essential Weird Al Yankovic. Dare to be stupid is a, is like. I feel like near close to be peak, close to peak. Dare to be stupid is so good. This is a little bit of trivia that's been floating around Tumblr that I looked at. Um, it's so good that the guys at Devo were well. One guy at Devo was like legit mad about it. Uh, well, not legit mad, but they had like this interview, and he's like, "As a style parody, it's it's like the perfect Devo song, and I hate his guts for it." And uh, I, I kind of love that for both of them. Because, <laughs> yeah, Dare to be Stupid is an incredible piece of work. I love it a lot. I'll sue you. God. I'll take all your money. I, uh, the thing I get about these songs is that I sometimes don't, don't wear the song they are parroting, but I do recognize it perfectly as soon as I hear it. <laughs> like, I can tell this is like, what, what is this one? What is this song? The Alsuya. Oh god, it's in the oh, style kid, of like Kid Rock. Right? Yeah. Uh yeah. I was thinking either Kid Rock or Limp Biscuit. I was thinking of Red Hot Chili Pepper, the riff, but like I oh. as soon as the lyrics kicked in kicked in, I knew it wasn't. No, Rage and Machine. It's a machine. Okay. That Yeah, you're right. Okay, that makes that makes more sense. This is not turning to the weird owl cast. Oh, yeah, my God. Uh, there is one more movie thing. Uh, so, as you know, famously, Prince didn't want Weird Al um, <clears throat> doing parodies of his songs, right? Yes. Um, and in the running for um, not technically the best, but the most famous accordion player in an extremely specific genre of music, the camera panned to Weird Al and Prince as the two people in that category. <laughs> yeah. And that, that was perfect. Well, rest in peace, Weird Al. You had a good run. I'm so glad they've been releasing his backlog for 30 years. I'm looking at the soundtrack for this. Mm-hmm. When the song is a parody of Eat It. I, I, I remember in the credits there being like a song that Daniel Radcliffe, but I don't know if it's like in the soundtrack or just in the movie. Um, I don't remember the Daniel Radcliffe song, but I'm not surprised. Daniel Radcliffe song Weird Al. Okay, I'm Weird Song movie songs. <laughs> Have now you know. There's another one. There's another one. I, they, I'm not sure if they maybe gotten like cut or something. Maybe. I appreciate that the band Skunk Barf gets a credit here. For their 13 second track, Bowling with the Devil. Yeah, like I don't see it anywhere. Like I saw it in the credits. They had like Daniel Radcliffe credited as singing it, performing it, but like, nah. 
Well, you know what that means, Wheeler. We'll just have to watch it again. Got a point there. Got a point there. <laughs> uh, the only last thing I had uh, on the docket was some the Pat Woolworth was having a nonsensical argument about, like they do. What did they do? Oh no, they were just. Uh, Willie was basically saying that uh, he would be better off with Twitter if it was Facebook Messenger, where the DMs were just separate from the feed. And Pat misunderstood it as like not wanting the feed or the not wanting the feed at all to exist. <laughs> That's mm, that sounds like a way that Pat would misunderstand things. Um, yeah, and Willie is not good at explaining things. Nope. Uh, part of the reason I don't wa- uh, listen to that podcast is because I love them both be- dearly, and I can't stand to hear them argue <laughs> because yeah, they're so bad at it. Yeah, it doesn't happen a lot, but like this is one of those times. Where, okay, the this, you people are not good at being at having conductive arguments. I do think that we need a. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm with Wooly. I'm thinking we need a new like messenger app. I kind of miss the messenger apps. Yeah. Cause every day I log into discord and I'm talking with 50 people at once. That's fine. I never DM anyone like ever. Yeah. And, and in messenger, you had to click on your friend's name and be like, Oh boy, I want to talk with my friend today. And now I'm going to hit the nudge button a bunch. And, uh, there is a slice. There's like a modern MSN messenger that runs on its own server, and that's really cool, but it's so niche who's going to use it. Like, I'd mm. like for it to succeed, but it's so niche. Yeah. <clears throat> I think that's all I had. Uh, anything else I did? Or <clears throat> I got nothing. I, um, I slept all day, because I work overnights for the next couple of months. Woo! Woo. No customers. You're free. Yeah. So, so I'll be in Discord all night, just in voice, chilling. Yeah. Uh, I did watch a bad anime that almost seemed like it was going to be not bad, but also obviously bad in that way. Uh oh. You you always do this to yourself. What happened? Oh no! It's it's the standard setup of uh guy uh just a regular guy going. To school has uh chance encounters with five different girls that all in, in like the anime stuff basically and then they end up all being in this class and then they end up all falling in love with him and basically ask him out ask him to ask him to, uh and then turns out they were all potential brides chosen by him his father, or some no, his father involved in it somehow, and they all are living with him now. I, I hate anime. The only thing that sets us apart: the main guy is very, he very much like doesn't care, and like, like get out of my. Why are you here? I, I, why I'm not, I'm not doing this that right now. Which <sighs> at least like sets them apart. And the entire thing is, uh. There seems to be a bigger plot in here somewhere. Like, there's a thing where <clears throat> this is the, his first time meeting all the girls, but they all have like hidden deep memories of him somewhere in there that activate for some reason. And it, it's not explained, but it seems like it's going to be actual plot. Weird. 
Wheeler, I uh, I said this all the time back when you used to do uh, boob blogging on Tumblr. Um, yes. I'm glad you're watching these and not me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let me post. Let me let me see if I can find anime hole. No, it's not that deep in there. Not that deep in the hole. I'll just I'll just reply to it. <laughs> oh, here's uh, this is the latest episode. Well, manga part of the episode. One, and here's the latest episode. Two, and here's all episode three. Um, you... Hmm. Oh, this is a bummer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this character, the entire thing is, the entire time was introduced as a boy. Uh, uh, even in the, like, whole, like, oh, these are your bridal candidates thing, still introduced as a boy. No one asked any questions, no anything. Just like, okay. I guess, and then moved on. And then we get this episode where, like, the entire thing was her, like, going, like, I have to make sure they don't they don't question me. And then, yeah. Bad uh, anime. Yeah. I don't they watch said, anime. It, ex- it was expected, but also, I, like, when I saw that that line before that's the, the woke, the one I made a woke joke on, I was like, are they gonna? Are they gonna? Uh, no, they're not. No, because anime is written by cowards. Yeah. The last, this is ironic, the last anime I watched at 100% completion was Keijo. You know them. Yeah. I I'm still, I, I think I, I've jumped out of that one because it was like, it's like too much plot. Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know if you could ever have enough. Um, I'm currently trying to watch Baki, but I haven't had the time to get past like episode 13 or so. Oh, has he, um, has, he drunk, has he drunk soda yet? Uh, he only drinks soda in the OVA. Oh, and this okay. one, a big guy hypnotizes a guy in the sewer, because he's a sewer man. Oh, okay, I gotcha. Um, yeah, I only watch anime if it's incredibly stupid anymore. Um, if oh, it's, oh, same, same, same. I think we just like different flavors of stupid. <laughs> just a little bit. All right. Well, let me let me just see if there's anything else from this anime that has like interesting. I mean, this episode also had a lot of dick jokes. Oh, great! The whole thing about using a tango tango mask as like to like alleviate suspicion. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think there's anything there. I don't think there's anything here. There is a funny part in like episode one, I think, where it turns out the entire house remodeled like six rooms to it while he was just away at school. Like, there's a whole new branch of the house now. This is dumb. Yeah, here, here. Let me, this is, this is, uh, this is interesting enough. Yeah, we added a new wing of the house. It's wife storage? Yeah. Yeah, he was like, you can't live here. They don't have enough rooms. But then they did. <sighs> okay, okay. I think, I think that's it. I think that's it. They covered <laughs> everything. We did it, gang. We talked about everything. Everything. This has been uh, reinventing the wheel. I got it right that time. Yeah. Uh, I've been Moxie. Pardon my congestion. Follow me on uh, co-host. I'm Moxie on there. I got my canonical URL. Ooh, uh, Good night, everybody. You, too. you can find me places, probably. <laughs>